Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, Sports City? Waiting for our Chandler to join me as well. Our Thursday night round. I'm here, man. Dude, you you got to show up sooner than this. Say it again? Nothing. um, Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Nothing. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said, though. No, it's cool. Go ahead, go ahead. Do your thing, do your thing. Well, you, you kick it off, man. I'm good. Are you, we get this thing started. I just ran in. I did. Uh, my fault, sir. I should have double uh, double checked with you on uh, which line to call in, but we got everything squared away now. So, what's going on, Sports City? Mr. Chandler and I and I are gonna uh, chop it up with you on a roundtable. Chandler, do we have anybody else in so far, or is it just you and I so far? Yeah, we got. Somebody even two or three Erico. Is that Barry or is that Ty? I don't know. Who's joined us? Tyler, that you, sir? Ty, is that I you or is that, is that Barry? I done took off my blazer, loosened up the tie. That's the side. Uh oh. Thomas is alive. Thomas is All right. alive. Um, you know what? Let's join us today. Thank you, Thomas. Go ahead. Right, let me start. Let me start. Let me start with this. Let me start with this, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize. I was listening to music and some other things. I should have been here sooner. Regardless of that, we're gonna get this thing going. This is Sports City Chefs. This is the Roundtable Gumbo. We got a lot of stuff going on tonight. We talking about basketball. We talking about football. We got the playoffs going on. And listen, we gonna get into something real heavy and deep tonight because I got some issues with that whole Dana White thing. Oh, you pitchforks and torch mobs? I got something for you. But right now, Mike, go ahead and get the show started. Let's get going. What we gotta go? All right, man. Once again, appreciate everybody being here. We got the head honcho in the building, TP. Without this man, I wouldn't be here. Thank you for being alongside, TP. As always, shout out to PHI Apparel and the other chefs in the building. Uh, so as Chandler just told you, we're going to cover a wide variety of uh, of different things. But uh, real quick before I let Chandler go where you want to on that first topic, TP, man, since, since you are alongside tonight, it's always a pleasure to have you alongside. Something you want to throw in the grill to start things off? No, I just I just was told I got to get ready for a hot show, so I'm I'm ready to you know cover bases as best as possible. Um, tuned in at the latter minutes of a an upset right now. I can't even lie. I'm I'm happy about it, but I didn't think we could do it. The Thunder are up one twelve to ninety nine in Philadelphia against the Sixers, and the Sixers are at full strength. So I'm I'm a little happy that they have thirteen, but it's it's the Thunder, so I know anything can happen. It's just that 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 theater that I'm worried about. So that's, I'm tuned into that too, but. I'm definitely ready for the smoke out the kitchen. But it's nice to, uh, first of all, it's nice to always have you alongside. As you know, you and I do it on Sundays a lot of times, and it's always a pleasure and a privilege, sir. Uh, And listen, uh, nice to hear they're full strength so they won't have anything to blame it on. So, Chandler, man, I know you want to – I know you want to go in heavy, bro. We, we, you just mentioned we're going to start on some other things. But I, I, I'm going I'm to go ahead and let you start there, man. So why, why don't you go into this whole Dana White thing, uh, get your uh, get your thoughts off. So we're going to step back and let you cook, sir.
Candler, if you're talking, you're on mute. Say, uh, yeah, I was on, on mute, man. Listen, I'm so I'm so fired up tonight. But nine five one five eight seven, thank you for on the show. And um, who are you? And let's get you in here. What's up, boys? Hey, TP. It's uh, Brian from Cali. I uh, just uh, had some time, so I just wanted to hear your show, listen to it, and uh, I uh, appreciate you bringing me on. I just wanted to listen to the great content. All oh, right, cool. thanks Brian. a lot, Brian. Pleasure. I do appreciate you. Yeah, so listen. Pleasure, pleasure so, to have you. hadn't heard you in a while, let, so good to hear your voice. Go ahead, Chandler. We got you. Let me, let me start by saying this. Those of you who have listened to the show for years and years know that um, my rants can be legendary. I'm a better person than I used to be. It is what it is. We all grow. But one of the things that's always been real for me is domestic violence and how people wrestle with it and all those other things. I have never, and, and Ty can speak to this, Mike not so much, but Ty can speak to this. I have never had any love for Dana White. We are going all the way back to when MMA was first starting out. And if you were a fan of MMA, cage fighting, as it was called, you were barbarian. It was a blood sport based on that movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme, okay? And he took this sport from underground, barbaric, to multi Billion dollar business. He's always been a POS to me. In Italian, that's pezzo de merda. POS. Pedazo de merda in Espanol. He is POS to me. He has been. Anthony Rumble Johnson. Um, He and I (laughs) had some difficult conversations because I ain't never liked Dana White. I ain't never been a fan of Dana White. I will never, ever respect Dana White. I don't like Dana White for the fact of how he, he promoted certain fighters over other fighters because of their skin color, because of how he felt that he could sexualize and fetishize them, how he has not paid his fighters, how they don't have medical. Okay? I got no problem with the karmic consequences of Dana White's actions coming back on him. What I do have a problem with is this. The video that most people have only seen the second half of, Dana White's wife slapped him, then he slapped her. Let me be real clear on you with this, people. You put your hands on me, I'm going to slap fire out you. I'm going to reach back to the ancestors, and I'm going to raise your ancestors. That doesn't mean I'm right. doesn't mean it's okay. It means that's who I am. Dana White slapped Dana White's wife slapped him, then he slapped her. Okay. Dana White shouldn't have put his hands on a woman. I ain't got no problem with that. Dana White's a POS. I ain't got no problem with that. The karmic justice is coming. I got a problem with that. What I got a problem with is all you cowards who had nothing to say about Dana White before this. Nothing to say about Dana White. You didn't come for him. He didn't send for you. You didn't send messages. You didn't send no, 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 no kites. You didn't send no flowers. You had nothing to say about all the negative crap this man has done. But now that it's low-hanging fruit, oh, here you come. 
Here you come. Oh, we got to get rid of Dana White. Oh, 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 oh. he's terrible. Oh, 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 oh. I'm going to say this again. Don't straw man my argument. Dana White's wife slapped him first. The amount of pitchforks and torches coming for him should be coming for her. Dana White sat up there and said, and the fact you people got me defending him should speak to the level of hypocrisy going on. He said, what I did was wrong. I have no justification. I will not justify it. I was wrong. How many athletes, congressmen, sports figures, actors, famous people, media influence, influencers who got caught in the same I'm sorry, in a situation where they put their hands on their significant other, man hitting a woman, have ever said, I have no excuse. I was wrong. I won't justify it. Everything you say to me, you're right. I can count them on one hand and three fingers. This man took accountability, which we ask all of them to do, which none of them do. Keep in mind, people, y'all got me defending Dana White. I grew up in a house full of violence. My first memory in life is my mother being stomped by my biological father. So be real clear on this. I got no love for anybody put their hands on a woman. And y'all got me defending this man right now. Okay? Because he took accountability. He took responsibility for what he did. What he said is, I can't undo this. I will never be able to look my children in the eye. I will never, ever be able to undo what I did, and I was wrong. That's what the man said. That's what we want any person who does what he did to say. He said it. Most of us don't. Hmm. Let me see. He took accountability, he took responsibility, now you're coming for his neck. He had a press conference the other day where he said, what do you want me to do? They said, well, take some time off. Okay. Well, if he takes time off and he's the face of MMA and UFC, sports suffers. I just suffer even more, and the company loses business. So who suffers? Where's the punishment at? Where's the punishment at? Everybody else gets punished, not him. Now, keep in mind that he made a series of bad decisions that night, as did his wife. They got drunk. They decided to argue. She decided to make it physical, and he decided to return to physicality. Right? So neither one of them, their children, oh, by the way, they've been married for 25 years. Their children now get to look at their father and their mother and say, well, have you guys always fought like that? Have you been lying to us? Should we respect you? Dana White also said, well, what's the punishment? He said, I've got to live with this for the rest of my life. The rest of my life, I'm going to be known as an abuser of women. The rest of my life, every time I reach for my wife and she flinches, I get to relive that. Same for her because, again, she hit him too. Their kids will never look at them the same. Their children will question every single facet 
of their childhood growing up. Did our parents lie to us? Were they fighting all the time? Was he beating her? Was she beating him? But all you people with the pitchforks and torches, I have a question. Where's the pitchforks and torches if you so against domestic violence for the woman who slapped him? Because, see, that's also domestic violence. That's also violence against your partner. And the fact that y'all got me defending Dana White speaks to your hypocrisy. Because what it is, y'all got a problem with Dana White. He's a POS. We already established that. But you were too afraid to come for him before. You're coming for him now because he's low-hanging. Where are you? Where were you? Right? When he wasn't promoting certain fighters because of his skin color. Where were you when fighters said, we're not getting paid? And he got them out of UFC and destroyed their careers. Where were you when he went after Ariel Helwani and got him off of ESPN, ruined his career? Where were you when all of that was going on? Y'all were too afraid. But now you're coming because there's a mob. And I'm going to say this again. She hit him. Where is the pitchfork torches for her? Because if she doesn't hit him, he doesn't hit her. Neither one is right. Neither one is correct. Neither one can undo what they did. Neither one can look their children in the eye and say, um, I was in the right. The only person I hear y'all coming for is Dana White because you're a bunch of cowards. And and I'm going to say this again. The fact that y'all got me defending Dana White has me extremely pissed off. Anybody want to jump in, go ahead. <laughs> well, I got That's definitely an epic rant. Okay, go ahead, Brian. Uh, go ahead. What do you got? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to like anything that Chandler just said. What you said was eloquently put and true on multiple counts. Uh, I'm, I'm an MMA fan, been an MMA fan for a long, long time before UFC, back to Pride, before all that good stuff. And I only say that to say, has Dana White done a lot for mixed martial arts and the sport? Of course. He's brought it in front of the masses. The masses, you know, it, it is synonymous that mixed martial arts and UFC are synonymous with one another. People do not say pride. People do not think of, you know, um, the you know different martial arts tournaments or, you know, the different um, up-and-coming organizations, Bellator, things like that. They think of UFC. The only thing I would say that's maybe a little different than how Chandler feels, and this is, you know, this is a, 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 a viewpoint, and this is why I love this show, is we all have our opinions. Uh, a, Chandler's 100% right. He did, she did slap him first. But if you watch, watch the video, as, as I'm assuming you guys have, and Chandler, you did as well, um, you could see in the video, like he made a point to not go tit for tat, but to try to prove a point that, 
you know, for lack of a better term, she should have never even thought about slapping me and she'll never do that shit again. Cause it wasn't a one for one type scenario. He slaps her multiple times and clearly slaps her a whole lot harder than she hit him. Not saying it's right or wrong. Like you said, Chandler, not listen, both of them are in the wrong. You should never lay your hands on anyone, anyone, but I have a background. I come from a background, like Chandler said, of abuse. I come from a background where I would never lay my hands on a woman, but that's a personal thing. Um, that's not saying that good, right, wrong, or indifferent unless, you know, she had a, a deadly weapon or something, and that was the only way to prevent some kind of tragedy. Um, my biggest thing is, and maybe this is something that, Chandler started to touch on here, boys, and I don't want to make light of the situation, but the hypocrisy, how funny is it that just a few months ago, you go back to October of last year, a guy that was on the Ultimate Fighter undefeated Luis Pena, a really big name up and coming guy, essentially lost his contract with the UFC for domestic violence. Like that's literally the reason why he no longer has the option of fighting in the UFC because he com- he committed domestic violence and because Dana White realized that that could potentially be a PR nightmare. This poor kid lost his job, like Chandler said, and there's many others. I'm just giving you an example so you guys can Google it out there, uh, you know, in the world and, and, and see these big time moguls always have a different set of rules than people like you or me. That doesn't make it right or wrong. Well, it does make it wrong. That doesn't make it right. But clearly, he is operating by a different set of rules and principles than everyone else. He puts himself above the law. He thinks he's better than the brand he's promoting because the brand he's promoting, he's basically fired people for the exact same thing that he got caught on camera doing. That's all I want to say. Okay, so what? So in in that sense, then okay, if he fired somebody else, maybe he shouldn't have whatever. This happened prior to this incident that goes on that went on, right? So you can't yes, go sir. back and undo that. You can't go back and undo that, right? So what do you propose he do? You propose he fire himself, like he did somebody else, and then let the organization fall into? I, 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 that's that, that's my question. Right. I'm not saying that – I'm not – listen, the, the point that I'm making wasn't that he should fire himself. He's the, he's the, you know, CEO of the company. The point is how can you operate by a different set of rules for yourself than what you expect from your employees? We all work for companies. We all have those companies we work for. You know, maybe you work for a company where your boss takes an hour and a half lunch, but they – micromanager breaks down to the minute. Like my point being is, is the hypocrisy of this guy to have a different expectation for his brand and his employees than he has for himself. I mean, literally this was an incident that just happened like three or four months ago. But I, but I don't know. So first of all, I don't know that he has a different expectation of himself. This guy said, I can't justify this. This guy said, I was wrong. This guy said, basically, he told you, I don't ever expect this of myself. This is not something that's okay. This is something I'm going to have to live with forever. Like, 
he is he's basically falling on the sword and admitting wrong in this situation. I mean, probably if you were to press him and he you were to ask him, <coughs> would you um, have fired you if you were working for yourself? He probably would have said yes. So I, I guess my my question for you is, I, I, I see what you're saying, but when you're going back and bringing up something from several months ago, uh, like once again, the guy's accepting all the blame in the world, uh, as much as, as as much as you can expect of him. So what what do you expect him to do? Uh, okay, and second of all, we can't expect him to. I mean, we can hope that he never does this again. Because I mean, obviously that's not typical. But once, once he's like committed this action, what do you expect a man to do that's that's not going to uh, cause you to say that? Because I, you're right to to an extent, but uh, and and he would tell you that those comments are are justified. Exactly what you just said, I, Chandler. You pretty much said it. He's like in. In the press conference, anything that you can say about me in regards to me in this sense, like, okay, yeah, I deserve it because I messed up, right? So, uh, but I, I don't, I don't know if uh, I don't know if it's an above the law type of thing um, in this situation. TP, you got comments on uh, the Dana White saga or situation? I'm gonna tell you the truth. Um, I'm like kind of in the middle on the situation. The crazy part about it is I understand where everybody's coming from, especially where Chandler's coming from. And that's one thing within life that bothers me is that if a lady starts the the violence or the maliciousness, it's like, what does the guy do? Like, we've all been taught since we were children, if you get hit, hit back, right? And naturally, like, you know, that can potentially happen. There's some heavy-handed women that could be as heavy-handed as a man and can hit you as hard as possible. Whether you're going to sit there and take the blunt, the blunt of the, or the brunt of the hit, you know. So, I actually was talking to a police officer one time. My my cousin had gotten arrested. This is a story I'm gonna share with y'all. This is personal. My cousin had gotten arrested, and um, we had to get him to turn himself in because it was a domestic violence situation. She basically said he he beat the the blood out of her. She didn't do anything, but I knew the whole story because he was sending me the text while it was happening. But I went with him down there. And um, so I got to talking to the officer. So yada, yada, yada. And then I looked at him and I was like, listen, if you were in a situation where you were on vacation with your wife and there was a heavy handed female wailing on your wife and beating the crap out of her, what would you do? The police officer said, I'd be in jail. So you got to think in the heat of the moment, anything could happen. You don't know. Like, it's knee-jerk. Nobody's perfect. None of us are perfect. So I get where that's coming from now. On the other side of the spectrum, this is Dana White. This has been one of the guys that's been to turn his nose up to everything type of situation. I personally know, as you guys all know, from Brian to Chandler to Mike, that I know Anthony Rumble Johnson, God rest his soul, personally. And I got so many stories from Anthony about Dana that it's interesting. And watching all of the guys get to their height of their career, and when they fall, it's like Dana sweeps them under the rug, no more for you. We're going to move on and, and send you to greener pasture. So, I mean, it's called karma. That's one word that I, I viciously stay, stand by. I don't mess with it at all. Leave it alone, you know. But, I mean, it came back to him one way or another. Not to say that I wish this on him or anything, but so many people that he's done wrong or got away with certain things, 
It's like now you got to fight the storm of the media, and the media is a mega monster. That's a megalodon. That's a, a Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's a, a Anaconda. I don't know what you want to call it, but you got to deal with this storm. This is going to be around you, just like Chandler said, for the rest of your life. What do you do now while this storm is around you? So I, I want to see how the next year goes while he has to deal with every event, every city that he's in and out of, unless he stays out there in Vegas, which I know he'll normally do. Who, who would want to run from Vegas? Vegas is so entertaining. It's like you'll stay there. But other than that, I just want to see how Dana survives the storm at the end of the day. But um, it's a vicious word called karma. And believe me, I, I, I respect it as much as possible. Yeah, we we've talked before, TP, about that's 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 a that's that's an entity that we don't ever play with. You and I have had that conversation uh, in, on multiple platforms and, and multiple settings. It, the one response I will give is, I do agree with Chandler in that, you know, for people that had things to say about Dana White before this, oh, he ain't because of this or whatever. Anybody said that before all this happened, and you saying that now? Okay, cool. I'm I'm cool with that. Like, uh, you know, do your thing. Say what you got to say. I got it. Um, but I do agree with Chandler. Uh, for those of you that never that did not have anything to say beforehand, um, for people to really uh, come after him. Would you call him uh, pitchforks or what? Torches, Chandler. Pitchforks uh, and torches, mob. Blowing it through. Pitchforks and torches, mob. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. So, I mean, like, listen, I, I do agree. Like, I, people make mistakes. The one thing that I will say is this people make mistakes. I don't, I'm not saying that anything is okay. But what I am saying is there's an old passage that said, those without sin cast that first stone. Uh, <clears throat> now, <clears throat> if this becomes like a repeated thing or something that happens multiple times, and I can understand if he were completely canceled from the face of the earth kind of thing or canceled from UFC. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> sometimes we have gone too far with cancel culture and forgot that sometimes to error is to hum- is human. And you know what, uh, people you know what make- Mike, here's the thing. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. And so – and so what I'm saying is people should be accountable for their mistakes and people should, it's completely okay for people to be criticized for them. And I'm not saying that there's no, that, that the label shouldn't hang over him because as you said before, you shouldn't put your hands on anybody, uh, assault anybody in any kind of way. I'm not saying that the, that the label should not, uh, should not hang over him, but I am, I am saying that like, you know, How's he going to deal with it? How's he going to function? It, it, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how it goes moving forward. But uh, there are a lot of people coming out of, of the woodworks and just trying to throw, like, extra gasoline on the fire, and they would never have had the courage to strike a match. Yeah, and, 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 and I'll, you know, I'll say this. I'll throw it to Brian, and we'll move on. But um, that's – I think what is bothering me so much, which is why I'm so pissed off, because you got me defending Dana White, people. <laughs> Y'all got me defending Dana White. Anybody who knows me knows I would push his ass in traffic, okay? If I was standing on the corner on Fifth Avenue and Dana White was in front of me and the light turned green, I'm pushing him in traffic. 
and y'all got me defending him. Because you don't care about his wife. You don't care about his children. You don't care about the 25 years of marriage that just got destroyed. You don't care about the fact that um, when you wind up making a series of decisions that end you in the seventh circle of hell, right, and you start looking back and having to acknowledge that whatever it was that you did that landed you there is a part of you and has always been a part of you, right? And then you have to face people. Then you got to face people that you care about, that you respect, and tell them, I did this, right? And then you got to realize that the rest of your life, when you wind up in situations where things aren't going right, and um, you can't get certain things because of what you did in the past, right? And you can't even be fucking, sorry, you can't even be mad about it because if you don't do what you did then, you're not dealing with what you're dealing with now. That's what Dana White is right now. That's where he is right now. And the one thing he did, that most don't do is he owned it. He owned it. He owned it. Did Tank Davis own it? Did Jim Brown own it? Did Ray Rice, did any of them own it? Did any of you people who coming for his neck ask his wife why she is him? Because you don't give a damn about that. Because all you're concerned with is I'm going to get Dana White now that he down and he in the dirt. You're a coward. Not you, Brian. <laughs> I'm going to open you up. Not you. But you're a coward. If the <clears throat> only reason you're coming for Dana White is because he is vulnerable, because he is bleeding, because he is God, I hate, I lose words. Um, what's the word when an animal is about to die? Y'all know the word I'm talking about. I can't think of it. But like that, bone? Like, uh, if that's the, I, that's I don't beautiful. know. But if the only reason you come for Dana White is because now you can stab him in the heart, is this Wounded. <laughs> you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's what you're for. Thank you. Yes. Wounded, yeah. yes, yes, yes. If the come for Dana White is because he's wounded, I got no respect for you, and I don't want to hear from you. Go ahead, Brian, and we'll move on to something else. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, hey, Brian, if you got anything? <laughs> hey, yeah, if you got anything else? Uh, you got anything else on the Dana White thing? Then we'll move on. <laughs> hey, did you hear me? He said, "I don't want to hear from you." I said, "Are you sure you want to hear from me?" <laughs> Yeah, what you got? <laughs> hey, you know what? This 
this was kind of kind of listen. This is kind of. I'm just going to put make a, a quick little stamp on this. You know what? And, and I'm going to say this to what Chandler said. You know what? Everything both you guys said very eloquent, and I'm not attacking. And I hope you guys heard the argument. I'm not attacking Dana White's man. I'm not attacking Dana White, the husband. I'm attacking Dana White, the CEO. And what I'm saying is, there you go. is you made a great point. You made a great point earlier saying, hey, we're all human. We all make mistakes. What I'm saying is you literally make billions off of the backs of these young men and women. And when they, have a, when they, when they mess up, whether it's drugs, alcohol, domestic violence, other things. What I'm saying is, why do we not have a treatment program or a rehab program or things like that, like the NFL or other institutions have? I hope, I hope this maybe opens his eyes a little bit and realizes, as you said, we're all human and none of us are perfect. And when you live in that kind of lifestyle, you know what I mean? Things can happen. You can get into a barroom fight. You can get an assault charge. Things like that happen. You're talking about a lot of these fighters, if you go back and think of what you were doing at 19, 20, 21, 22, Uh, we were all knuckleheads too. uh, So what I'm saying is, you know what, the domestic violence thing, yes, awful. I'm I'm not beating the man down for that. What I'm saying is, is you literally just, release a promising fighter uh, two, three months ago for the exact same thing. What I'm saying is, look, we're all human. If you can do it as a CEO of a multi-billion dollar company, what do you think this kid that's coming from the streets just trying to make it's going to have happen to him? So what I'm saying is, you know what, Dana, take this as an opportunity to do better. Yes. That's a fact. Yes. That's a fact. And that's why I've always hated Dana White. Thank you. That's well, that, that's because he screwed so many people over, and you just made my point, is oh, come for him for this. Come for him for everything else. Don't come for him for right. this. No, and, and, and so that, and that's, that's the point, and hopefully maybe an maybe a, a, a epic mistake like this will humble, will humble him, and, and he will do better in the future. Who knows? We can only hope. Um, real quick, nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine is our call number. Feel free to give us a call. Uh, quick shout out to PHI Apparel. Listen for all your Philly sporting apparel needs. They got the uh, Trey Turner jerseys with the Nationals. Of course, you can get the Bryce Harpers and JC Bermudos and all those. Got Flyers jerseys. Got Seventy Sixers jerseys. Though some of those people might want to exchange them for Thunder jerseys after tonight. Uh, we also got. Um, Eagles jerseys, too. Get that Jalen Hurts MVP if he wins it. I don't think he's going to now with him uh, missing the last couple games. But good year for Jalen Hurts. And uh, so, you know, listen, if any of you uh, people in the Philly area need to get some new new apparel for your home playoff game in a week, you know, check them out. Uh, Use the code CHEFS at checkout. Get 15% off. Uh, also, a quick shout-out to the Barbershop on Clubhouse, man. Continue to grow, 15,000 strong. I'll hit you that one more time in the closing tonight. Uh, so my goal tonight is to just kind of run around the sporting world. I'm not sure if we have 
60 or 90 minutes tonight. I have not been told. Uh, but so I, I want to kind of tie a bow around the college football season. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last night. I know the transfer portal has been hot. The kid from Wake Forest, I cannot call his last name off my head right now, Sam somebody. Uh, the quarterback at Wake Forest who had a really good year has transferred to Notre Dame. A couple of LSU guys have gone to TCU. Transfer portal has been hot. We've seen some uh, some coaching changes around the NFL. Uh, we can also hit uh, hit baseball and uh, and basketball before we wrap up. But let me uh, go back over to UTP. I haven't heard from you in a little while. Uh, any thoughts on just uh, your final thoughts on the college bowl, uh, like on the college season in general? Uh, Anything go wherever you want, anything from the national championship to transfer portal, coaches, anything uh, you want to throw out there, uh, college football related, sir? Well, more than anything, I'm not really worried about the transfer portal because um, I'm competitive and um, the nature of how this the sport is gone, I get it. Some players are just caught up in a situation where they don't want to fight for their job or wait patiently to get it. They want to see it easier, seeing it done somewhere else and um, – it's a different environment. So the transfer portal is what it is to me. Like, wherever these kids go to make it happen, do what you got to do. I, I can't even point fingers at what these people do. They got to do what they got to do. That bowl game was ridiculous, though, uh, with Georgia dismantled or bombed or deflated or ran amok, slapped around. They did everything to TCU. I feel bad because I'm a big Max Duggan fan. The way that offense was running all season long, they looked good like a well-oiled machine and – they played Georgia and didn't look like that offense could move the ball at all, like at all. Like, and um, it's kind of how Belichick does it. You take away the best option that they have on their team and make them survive. And they stopped that game in front of Max Duggan. They took away Max Duggan, and they look horrible. And um, TCU had, I mean, they got what they wanted. They wanted to get to a national championship. They got it, but they're clearly not ready. Max Duggan is going on, and um, – I wonder where they go from here. George is going to lose at least Stetson Bennett for now, but they still got guns all across the field. George is still going to be the team to beat. Um, but I'd rather, like I said, I'd rather see Alabama there after, you know, so much happened in the last week of college football. But um, so be it. And this is a, a different year, different time and era. And, uh, you know, save and fall flat on the face. And it's kind of like, you know, how Wizard of Oz goes, the wicked witch is there. So we kind of happy to see that at the end of the day. But the way TCU got beat, and I feel like us as fans or us as people that watch the game or us that break the game down or analyze the situation, we were robbed. I, I really feel bad. Even watching the coach at the end of the game, when he went to go shake Kirby's smart hand, he was too gracious and gratifying to go to him. I just shook his hand and walked off. We, we lost by 58 points. We lost by 58 points? You think I'm going to sit there and talk you to death and shake one hand and put my other hand on your shoulder? I don't want to talk to you at all like this. It's, it's a different day and age. When I play sports, especially basketball, my father told me, especially basketball. But it's different. It's like, like I played all sports. My father's like, we're going to press as soon as we score. As soon as we score, press. I don't care what's happening. There ain't no mercy rule, no nothing. Don't let them believe they can get back in the game. And that's exactly what Georgia did. Don't let TCU believe they can get back into the game. So I get it, man. It, like I was always taught, kill or be killed, and, and Georgia came out there and surely did step and stomp all over those horned frogs. That is a fact, fact, fact. It, it's hard to say 
that TCU should not have been there when they beat the only other, only other undefeated team in the country uh, in the, their first game in that semifinal game against Michigan. Now, they got way up and almost let them come all the way back and lost the game. But, boy, boy, boy. Uh, and then Georgia, of course, barely survives against Ohio State. Probably would not have if Ohio State hadn't gotten cute after they got the first down late. Uh, but, listen, they left no doubt at the end of the day uh, who the better team was of those two. I'm interested to see Max Duggan moving forward to see uh, what this guy can be uh, at the next level. So we we went through yesterday uh, and picked our playoff games. Uh, all three of us were able to pick those. Brian, do you want to pick the uh, – Playoff games, I tell, we can tell you where everybody else fell. Do you want to pick the playoff games this weekend? Oh, I'm good, man. I did, you know, I'm just uh, I'm just along for the ride, dude. Whatever uh, whatever you guys whatever you guys want to do. Um I would like to uh, briefly jump in on the uh, the NCAA football championship, you mind? I know, go ahead. You're good. Yeah, you know what, man? <laughs> I the last we'll just say the last ten days of football, two things. Um, number one, and, and I know you guys already know this, the college football ranking system is still broken. Um, like you can have a team that's undefeated, undefeated, that doesn't really play anyone. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean they're <clears throat> at the same level as, you know, the other top tier teams. And I know you don't know unless they play, but, uh, Ty made a Ty made a, a uh, uh, an astonishing point that like I feel like a lot of people just glossed over. Like people forget that at the beginning of that game in the first quarter, with I believe about three and a half minutes left, that game was ten seven. Like let that let that kind of permeate for a minute. It was a ten seven Georgia ball game, and they went on to score fifty five unanswered points in three quarters. I, you could easily blame Dugan, the quarterback, because he had multiple picks. I mean, you could blame the defense because uh, I think Georgia rolled up almost 600 yards of offense. It was just a complete meltdown. The the you could if you watched it, like literally the life was sapped right out of that team. They literally got stomped into submission. That's number one. And number two, I have heard for a while now. And for those people that maybe don't watch college football on a, on a daily or a weekly basis, how unathletic C.J. Stroud was, well, I just watched this Georgia defense against TCU and their speed just completely stifle him. He looked pretty damn good to me in that game against Georgia, and, and, and he looked pretty mobile. I think, if anything, Stephen Day might have been holding him back by not allowing him to actually – exit the pocket and be mobile because maybe they didn't trust their backup QB. That's what I took away from the, the, the last 10 days. Of Thank you. Play. I'm sorry, Brian. No, I was just saying thank you. Go ahead, Brian. No, that is it, my Chandler. man. That is it. Feel free to jump in. Taylor, you up. Whatever you got. Um, yeah, hey, Ty, why do I know the name Brian? You know I got this brain injury shit going on. I know Brian, don't I? 
Me, me and you might have uh, might have boxed a few times, won a few rounds, man, uh, over the years. I, I think so. He's here, he's here for the San Francisco 49er talk. That's what he's here the for. The 49er, there you go. See, excuse, I knew I knew that damn name. Excuse me, he's only here when the Niners do well. If they're not doing well, I I'll see I him the following season. Wow. He doesn't even talk okay. to me. He doesn't even talk that name. He doesn't even talk football to me anymore. But now that they're doing good, he comes right. back and takes right. the playoff balance. That's Brian right. in a nutshell. Yes. That's that a uh, interesting point of view since uh, I got asked what my opinion was on the uh, playoff games this weekend, and I bypassed that and said, <laughs> no, let's move ahead. But you know what? I guess that does hold some No, no I, was, I was crying. I'm dealing with a brain injury. A lot of stuff I don't remember anymore. But I remembered your name. I could not remember why I remembered your name. That's the worst part. Like, I'll remember something, and I won't remember anything else. Um, <laughs> Listen, me and you had some, me and you had some battles over the years. I would, I would, I would really? put in the, in the Tyson in the Tyson Holyfield category. I was Holyfield. You were biting my ear. It was that kind of stuff. <laughs> I swear to God it does but, um, Listen, I appreciate what is, I appreciate getting, just uh, said getting something. comfortable with Chandler This man called me today and said I was going to give you crap for being a blind swordsman and I'm like, oh man, that's, that's funny uh, <laughs> Dude I don't, I don't know. Man, was I giving you crap? TCU, TCU College, right? Yes, sir Thank you. Um, damn it. I just lost everything. It's a... You were to talk about uh, how C.J. Stroud was, wow. was much more athletic than everybody yes. gave him credit for. C.J. Stroud. Yes. You said yes. That, but I got Stroud. you. I got you. <laughs> Dude, listen. And injuries, this is your life, okay? Hopefully you have people around you. C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud is much like, um, what's his name with Chicago? Justin Fields. Justin, Justin Fields. Fields got a lot of crap because they said, oh, you got all these bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, right? How did Justin Fields work out with Chicago in his second year with a coach who actually used him? He looked like, oh, my God, he can actually play. He can actually play. C.J. Stroud. It's not going to be some, okay, let me say it this way. He is not a generational player. He's going to be really, really, really good. He's going to be a quarterback you can win with. This is what I hate about college is they look for reasons to tear guys down and build other guys up. Derek May is trash. Derek May is trash. C.J. Stroud is going to get somebody to a championship game. All I got to say. Like, go ahead, Mike. You can go ahead and move on, bro. So we, we mentioned this briefly last night. Uh, Timeless uh, feels some kind of way about it, and I can understand where he's coming from. Uh, because Chandler and I talk baseball. Tanner, uh, I think you gave comments on it last night. We did talk about Carlos Correa finally signing that contract with the Twins, so he at least has a home now. Uh, 
Any anybody got anything they want to say about Carlos Correa? Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> Minnesota. I can't. Add him. Here's what I heard today about Carlos Correa's ankle, which he has not lost. Okay, I'm not. You know what? Fuck my neighbors, because I'm sorry. Neighbors, okay, well, let me rephrase that. Later for my neighbors, because they wake me up at 6 o'clock in the morning, banging on walls and all the other stuff. So I'm not really worried about them, me upsetting them because they hear me, because I don't like them. I said that loud enough for them to hear my walls up there. Um, <laughs> Carlos Correa has never lost time because of the ankle injury he suffered when he was 18 or 19 years old. That ankle injury is going to um, give him terrible quality of life once he stops playing baseball. Okay, um, I have some injuries I I, I incurred in the military that my quality of life sucks. I'm 54. If you saw me walking, you'd think I was 74. Okay, um, so I understand exactly where he is with stuff that's going to come down the line. He hasn't missed any time because of it. <laughs> now, should he happen to have an injury to that same ankle, his career's over. Let's all be clear on that. His career is over. That's how severe that ankle injury was. He had one yet. So you ask yourself, what is it? What are the odds? I like what Minnesota did. Because the odds of him having an injury to the ankle and his career ending, in my opinion, I'm not an actuarial. I'm not an actuary. An actuary is a person who looks at, um, damn it, what's the word I'm looking for? They, 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 they calculate the odds of something happening, obviously not happening, and whether or not they should More than up the table. I'm sorry, what? Brian, can you mute when you're not talking so, on air because it, 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 the background noise is, is getting us. I just muted. I can mute every minute. Um, so that's what an actual actuarial does they said if he gets this injury in the next three years his career is over if he doesn't if he gets it past that his quality of life is impacted I don't have a problem with this contract I like what the twins did they got a winner they got a winning player they got a guy who was actually looking to play in New York you know how it is to play in New York you know how you got to be playing in New York? Just to deal with those clowns in the media. The hell with the fans. The hell with social media. The clowns that you got to answer questions from in the clubhouse. And he was like, yo, give me all of it. He wanted all of the smoke. I like this deal. That's just me. Go ahead. Not, not all the smoke. Uh, T, 
CP, you spoke on this yesterday. Do you have anything else you want to add on that before we switch to another topic? Brian, you think you see what I have to deal with, Brian? You leave me, and this is what happens. Brian, they don't care about me. <laughs> Do you hear me, Brian? This is what hey, the hell I have to do. Brian's unmuted. Go ahead, Brian. Excuse, excuse me. Brian, <laughs> this is what I go through <laughs> dealing with these people, okay? They don't care about me. They told me I was crazy when I said this stuff. They give this dude $200 million, and the next day, do you know who the twins went to? Excuse me. Watch out. I'm talking. Move. I got it. Get out the way. Listen, do you know who the twins signed today? Do you know who they went to today? Do you know who they went signed today? They went and signed Ryan Lamar, a backup outfielder from the Yankees that been on the twins two different times. This is his third time with the Twins. You're telling me that they went and got a backup outfielder that they had there two different times. They went and got a – for a third time? This is what I'm talking about. They're not, they not using their brain. Put me in the front office, bro. Y'all don't even got to put me in a situation where I'm getting $27 million a year. Just, just let me pick out this team. I'll go on the green and pass and get back to Connecticut, and I'm all right. I'm fine. I'll, I'll be fine and busy. I'm out the way. But this is what you do. When you got people from New York to pick your team and tell you you all types of crazy, all types of stuff, and then they'll see what they do the following day. Oh, that's a great signing. That's a great signing. Because they stuck up under George Steinbrenner, and they in, well, not even George. Go rest his soul, George. I'm sorry. Hank Steinbrenner on them, and they find in the middle of the Bronx. No, I got to deal with this stuff in the Twin Cities, in Minneapolis and St. Paul, and they want to be so cheap when they own Target. Do you know how many targets in the world? Brian, ain't there a target out there in Hemet? Ain't there a target out there in New Orleans? Ain't there a target in Iowa? Ain't there a target in upstate New York? There's a, there's a target everywhere. How y'all doing? Spend? Every that y'all earn from Target in the Carter Correa who got a broken whatever or a plate in his foot or something wrong, and then the San Francisco said he ain't passed the physical. New York said he ain't passed the physical. I think the doctors are strong or better than what they do in Minneapolis. The Minneapolis doctors said, hmm, he passing the physical. Get him on the team. Get the hell out of here. I don't want to hear that. I can't with so much going on money. I don't want to hear that. I don't give a damn what you're talking about. I said what I said. If his mama call him Clay, I'm going to call him Clay. Shout out to Eddie Murphy. <laughs> You talked about earlier Some women being real heavy handed And I thought about Shout out to Eddie Murphy Because I thought about Harlem Nights And uh, I thought about yeah. you know, the, the scene in that and Now I got to cut you Oh you want to hit people <laughs> no. with garbage <laughs> yeah, Now I got to cut you Now so I'm gonna I'm gonna switch topics because I, I asked me about how to speak on Korea and I didn't hear anything from Brian on this so I, I'm gonna switch real quick and I saw something today from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now why are we talking about the Pirates? Because they they have a decent outfielder named Brian Reynolds. Okay, so. The Pittsburgh Pirates have been looking at, only because Brian Reynolds said he wanted to be traded, they've been looking at possibly trading Brian Reynolds. Decent little player, play some center field, play some corner outfield and all this. But the Pirates have come out and said that they expect a Juan Soto type of package for Brian Reynolds. Now, let's be clear. 
Juan Soto came up part of a World Series team as a kid. This kid came up with some of the most amazing plate discipline that we've ever seen from somebody at his age. Uh, w- one of the things that somebody told him at AAA, he, or as he was coming up, he was, he was asking different people and picking people's brains. And one of the things he said was, one of the pieces of advice he got from somebody was, he asked, how do I stay in the big leagues? What's one of the key secrets to stay in the big leagues? And the guy said, don't swing at pitches that are not strikes. And he said, okay, that's easy. And he's done it. Juan Soto has shown amazing plate discipline over the course of his career. Uh, when you look at the power that he has, he's struck out less than, than a lot of other power hitters. Juan Soto has been called the best young right-handed hitter of this generation by some people uh, and has been labeled as a generational talent. Now, Pittsburgh thinks they're going to get a Juan Soto type package back for Brian Reynolds? I mean, this is like comparing as nice a player as he was this is like comparing Andy Van Slyke to Barry Bonds. This is like comparing Tim Salmon or Gary Anderson to Mike Trout. This is like comparing I'll, – I'll, I'll go even older for you – Ken Obergefell to Chipper Jones. Uh, it, no. no. Hey, no, hey, no, hey, no, hey. No. No, no Ken Obergefell slander tonight. <laughs> but – my point is, he's not a Hall of Famer. He's not. He's not an MVP. He's not. How? How in the world? Like, I understand. I understand value, and I understand you want to get the most that you can get. But any general manager in any in, in baseball that thinks that he can get anything close to what the Nationals got for Juan Soto. For Brian Reynolds? Man, I, I I feel like, Tom, I don't even care about that team, but let me go be the general manager. I could do better than what they, they talk about. That's a pipe dream. Chandler, did you see this? Do you have any thoughts on this? Because this is just yeah. an absolute pipe dream. Yeah. There ain't no way in the world. It's not. It's not. Let me tell you why. This is the problem with analytics. This is the problem with analytics. Because analytics says he's just as good as Juan Soto. The eye test says he is an above-average outfielder. He's a 270 hitter. He's a career 270 hitter. I'm going to say that again. He is a career 270 hitter. Now, when I grew up in sports and in baseball, a 270 hitter was your fourth outfielder. He wasn't a star. He wasn't an all-star. He was a serviceable outfielder. You had to hit 280 and up in order to be considered a starter. But with analytics, you can hit 260 and be considered Juan Soto. So, Analytics says he's just as good. Because well, he's got he's got seven defensive runs saved, and his 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 coverage zone uh, based on 
the balls hitting that area. Miss me with all of it. Brian Reynolds is an average player. If, and it's going to happen, by the way, when the Texas Rangers trade Jack Leiter, who's going to be a perennial all-star pitcher to the Pirates for Brian Reynolds, who's 29 years old. It's going to be one of the worst trades in baseball history. But no one will notice because no one gives a damn about Texas or Pittsburgh. Let's the be clear. Last, no one gives the a last damn. Pittsburgh, the last Pittsburgh outfielder that people tried to say was good um, that got traded. Now, Andrew Derek McCutcheon Bell. Is different. Right. Right. Well, yeah. But I'm going to give you another one. And you probably – you don't remember his name because you're a baseball fan. There will be a lot of people listening to us that, that will not. There was a guy who had a couple good years in Pittsburgh. His name was Nate McLeod. Oh, my God. He was supposed to be the Nate McLeod. Nate McLeod got traded to Atlanta and could not hit his weight. Yeah. Right, that, that's, how, that's how bad. And, and I'm telling you, it's real easy to be a 270, 280 hitter on a bad team. What happens if you go yes, somewhere – and there's a lot more expectations than people are bearing down. You got some extra base runners. <clears throat> so pitchers are really uh, bearing down to get you out. Uh, it, all 270 is not equal. And I don't know, this, this, is, this is a pipe dream. For them to think that they are going to get from the Yankees a couple, uh, as many as four of their prospects and two of them like of their top-rated prospects for Brian Reynolds, uh, listen, I, I hope the Yankees do that. Just because I, it, it doesn't no, hurt. Here's, 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 here's what's going to happen. Here's, here's what's going to happen. Rangers are going to give up Jack Leiter or, uh, Jesus, Rocker. Rocker. Is it Camille or Kumar? Kumar Rocker. Kumar Rocker. Kumar Rocker. Kumar, thank you. They're going to give up one of the two. To Pittsburgh, because here's the thing: Pittsburgh can't develop pitching. Pittsburgh can't develop pitching, um, because the head of their pitching development is their major league pitching coach, who who's a bum. I'll be real clear: he's a bum. Not a bum. He's a bum. No, he's a bum because this is a dude held back Tyone, um, Cole. And countless others. He's the reason they traded what's his name that went to Tampa Bay. Glass now. He's the reason they traded Glass now to Tampa uh, to Tampa Bay. Because he said Glass now would never be any good. How'd that work out for Pittsburgh? The major league pitching coach is not good. He's the head of all of their pitching. So Texas will trade him Jack Leiter. Jack Leiter won't do but so good, and then he'll be a free agent. He'll leave. It's a bad move. Nobody listen, and I know no one listens to fans. Oh, you know what you're talking about. 
I've been watching baseball for 50 years. Brian Reynolds is great in Pittsburgh. He'd be great in Cincinnati. He'd be great in Minnesota. He'd be great in Detroit. He's not a winning player. And when the Rangers trade Jack Leiter, yeah, when the Rangers trade Jack Leiter or Rocker to Pittsburgh for him, he will be exposed. Period. End of story. And I, you know what? I'm not you, sure that you Bruce want, Bochy's going to allow that to happen. I'm not sure that Bruce Bochy's going to allow that to happen. You're right there. You're right there. Because Bochy's pitching. You're actually right there. Because that, that Kumar Rocker may end up being – eventually being uh, groomed to be a closer in that bullpen. We'll see if he ends up starting or leaving. Uh, but you look at that Texas rotation and what they've been able to, to cobble together. Now you got DeGrom at the top, and you still got a guy like John Gray who can miss bats. And you look at the other pieces that they went and got. Listen, they already spent a lot of money on their middle infield last year. You got the kid, Josh Hughes, yeah. coming up to play third base. Uh, this Rangers team <clears throat> with a, a veteran – manager like Bruce Bochy is going to be heard from this year. I don't know if they're I don't know if they're yes. quite good enough to catch Seattle. I don't know if they're quite good enough to be uh to catch Houston. I you know, I think the jury's still out because I think we're going to uh I think Houston still has a lot of weapons and then you add a Brayu to that lineup to replace Guriel who was yeah. a little bit down last year. Uh, and then honestly like as good as Justin Verlander was, he was fantastic. I do think Hunter Brown is a budding star. Uh, in that rotation. So, I, I mean, Houston definitely, it, to me, going into the season, the Houston Astros are still the class of the American League until somebody can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Who's going to see her? Who's going to see her? I don't care that he only yeah, scored 93. You got Val- He has, he yeah, has you six got- pitches. He has six pitches. Six. You got Garcia. Five. You got Valdez. Five, you have Arquiti. You got all those guys. Hey, man, I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. He's got all the pitches, but you got Garcia, you got Valdez, you have Arquiti, you have Hunter Brown, and you have Lance McCullers. Those are your five. Yeah. Those are your five stars yes. for them going into the season. And, that, and that's a good rotation. Yeah, it is. That's an outstanding rotation because two of those guys went to the ninth inning with no hitters last year. Two of them, not named Verlander. One of them completed a no-hitter. Not named Verlander. And the new kid, so, Hunter Brown, has what no do you think stuff do this shit? so does McCullers. God. Oh, my God. Listen. Seattle, I hate them. Now. I was a huge fan when they were in the National League. I go back to Carol Richard and Joaquin Andujar. That's how far back. I, I go back to the Houston 45 when Joe Morgan played for them. I'm that old. Yes, I'm that old. I'm the crotchety old guy at the end of your block. Get off my lawn. Okay? I'm just I'm just glad somebody in sports is older than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I like what they've done. I like what they continue to do. Dude, they had seven pitchers last year for five-man rotation. You lost Verlander, now you have six for a five-man rotation. 
I don't see the problem. I really do. I don't see the problem. So, nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine call in number. We're here with you for the next a little bit less than twenty minutes, nineteen minutes or so. We have not talked basketball at all yet tonight. TP, I believe, if my memory serves, that is your favorite sport, sir. So um, I'm going to just throw it to you, kind of a open discussion. I want you to hit whatever topic that you would like to in the realm of the round ball. Um, caught me off guard. Um, quickly, and, and other news, though, my Rangers just won. I just got to get that one out there. Blue shirts under. Yeah, they did too. Yo, did you did you see that? Did you see that goal? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, man. You calm down. You go get some water. Go get some water and relax. Tranquility, man. Ease your mind. I, okay. You the one. You the one that came up here and called me crazy last night. Well, if I'm crazy, then you gonna call me Batman. I'm Crazy Joe now. If you ever seen Lean on Me, you know the slogan. I'm used to right call now. me Crazy Joe. Now they call me Batman. Okay, now get the chains off the door. Now, so this is a very interesting season in the NBA. Um, one, the Nets have to try to survive without uh, KD with the uh, the knee sprain. I want to see how far that gets them. Um, the Nets ended up losing the night to the Celtics. The Celtics came into the Barclays and pulled that off. Um, a guy that, you know, is from my area, uh, Donovan Mitchell, probably what the, the story of the year, putting up 71 in Cleveland. That's another thing. And, can he make Cleveland at least be a second-round team in the Eastern Conference? I don't think they're a Eastern Conference final team, but I think they can make some smoke happen in the East. Uh, it's a lot of stories across the board to do this quickly. Um, the Lakers are kind of finding themselves. Can they get back into the hunt in the Western Conference? They're swimming around 500. Uh, can they make this interesting for LeBron on this legendary season that he's about to eclipse uh, Kareem for the all-time scoring title? Um, the one thing that I am worried about out West is two teams that I really, and I'm glad I, I got the door open for me to talk about this situation. One, the Phoenix Suns, I can care less on how much damage Devin Booker may do. They will not get to another championship, or if they do, they won't win one. They're not an NBA Finals team. And two, I don't care how good it looks, even though I was thinking that they would be a powerhouse where they are, I will never believe in the Los Angeles Clippers, never. I can never believe in them. They lose games that they're not supposed to lose. Uh, I think they manage a lot with Kawhi and Paul George, and I get it. They want these guys to be as healthy as possible. But while that's happening, they do have guys on that team that can make a difference. They brought in John Wall just to add alongside with Reggie Jackson, and they still are losing games and coming up short. And in the thick of things in the Western Conference, I just don't think that they could put it together to bring one back to L.A. in a red, white, and blue form. It's always going to end up being – purple and gold, but I don't see a championship coming back to L.A. in any of these years to come uh, unless something freakishly happens this season with LeBron and company. Like, if this is one of those la-la land situations and LeBron gets the, the story of the, the NBA history, if he could put it together and bring one back. But um, I think the lights are off in at least Southern California. I think Golden State potentially can get one, but I don't think they have it either. Steph Curry with his injury and the way that they win games and lose games without Steph is still a question to remain. If, if, if Steph were to get in foul trouble in games, can they survive? So those questions do loom. I think it's still always going to be Western Conference basketball for me where the power lives. But uh, the Eastern Conference has their stories. Uh, 
even though the Thunder did beat the Sixers, the Sixers are a powerhouse you got to worry about. Is Giannis back? Can Giannis carry the Bucks to another championship? I think he could potentially can, especially if they get healthy at the right time. So there's a ton of things to talk across the board. I, I'm just here to mix it up. So I got uh, I got one other say? one. Go ahead, Mike. No, 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 no. You first. You got it. Oh, you want to shoot people in the pinky toe. Right, Tom? You want to shoot people in the pinky toe. First of all, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why that popped in my head because I can't remember what you said. Dude, I swear to God, I hate my brain right now. That was, that was really going to be apropos. It was going to be apropos for something you said. I have no idea what it was. Um. They call me Thomas for a reason. Oh, oh he said, he said, he said, well, you want to um, fight? You want to fight? Well, come on, man. Man, people with garbage cans. So, um, <laughs> who the hell is it? Oh, my God. Um, okay, one of the teams you said, one of the teams you said, oh, he Philly, mentioned the Clippers. I, I have, to, about I have to, Philly. There you go. Okay, the, it, it, I don't know. The Clippers, I believe. Lakers, I don't. Philly, come on, son. Come on, son. You got Jalof Rice and Magic City James Harden. Seriously? Seriously? Come on, son. Um, James Harden out there getting them chicken, trying to find some chicken wings. And, and, and listen. Joel and B finally stopped being out of shape. Out of shape, fuck, shape. He's not enough with them. He's not enough with them. And on the West Coast, um, I don't know. You said somebody and I said somebody. Ladies he mentioned Phoenix. He mentioned, he mentioned both of those Phoenix teams. And the Clippers, Phoenix, uh, Clippers. Report I have no idea what I was going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. If you have people in your life who are dealing with memory issues and cognitive issues, um, please give them a break. Otherwise, they'll wind up sounding like, they'll wind up sounding like morons like me. You want to sound like me? Well, since you forgot it, I'm going to treat you like uh, Vera Walker said. I would tell you to kiss my ass, but you're probably too blind to find it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a, a couple of teams that you mentioned, one team that I want to ask you a question about, but I also want to get uh, the kitchen's impression on another team. One team that was not mentioned in the East, is the New Orleans Pelicans. TP, what are your thoughts on uh, what you have seen from the Pelicans so far this year? Um, the word Zion is biblical. And um, the one thing I'm asking God is for him to let him be healthy. Just let him be healthy, man. And that's the one thing that hurts me because I had put that up as a, a topic uh, on the, uh, you know, social media with the, the shop is um, can Zion last longer than nine years? The problem that the no. NBA has with him, right, right, I'm about to get there. The problem that the 
the NBA has with them is that he's big. They can't D him. The problem that he's going to have with himself is that he's big. He's going to have to cut back to keep that athleticism. There's, there's no way that on God's green earth we've ever seen somebody at six foot seven. People may think he's taller than that. He's six seven. I mean, he ranges from, I want to be fair with him, I only want to pick on him, 270 to about three. 270 to 300 pounds. Let's just say that. He's ranging from there. And as quick as he has a jump, he gets off the floor and light on his feet. He still has to land all of that weight somehow. And uh, he has been in and out of that lineup for the past, for, since he came into the league, since college. He burst through a shoe from college. That lingered all the way into his, his first season. And then he came out and played again, and it, the injury lingered. Now he's out, I think, for like a month now. So there's a couple yeah. of things to be with, with Zion. But if Zion can stay healthy on that floor, and if the rest of the team can stay healthy, because Brandon Ingram's missed time too, Everybody on every team is going to have to stay honest defending everybody because uh, Alvarado's hitting shots. CJ's been playing out of his mind. If Brandon Ingle could come out there and give them, and, and I want to be fair with the number, 22 to 27 points a game, even though I don't want to put the 27 in front of him, but he's, he has that name and star quality now that he's in New Orleans. It can happen. Zion gives you 23 to 27 a game. This is a hard situation, and let alone Joe Val, if y'all don't know who Joe Val is, Jonas Allen Tunis, he's a 15 to 15 guy. Let's just say 15 to 15. We, I've seen him put up 30 and 20. I've seen him go crazy. So it's like all you got to do is eat glass, catch some offensive rebounds, be a garbage man here or there, get, and he can shoot the three too. So, like, they have a lot to stop on New Orleans. It's up to Willie Green to be successful and the Zion and Brandon Ingram to stay healthy. The Pelicans, they were the yep. number one seed in the Western Conference at one point in the season. So, Incredible. Yep. Zion, I, I don't know what to say because I like the way that he plays. I, I love that he has the weight. I've been a big guy in my life of playing playing basketball too and, and using that to my advantage. Like, I get it, but I, I never was jumping and touching the top of the backboard like this dude do. So that's a gift. God gifted him that. And um, I don't want to see him lose it because he's out of shape or his weight is a problem or it's bearing on his legs and knees. So, Zion, I wish the best for you. I'm not gonna lie. I am a fan of Williamson, and um, I just I just wanted to see them be successful. They they took the uh the Suns to seven games last year. They they made that a series. They should have beaten the Suns. They they should have beaten the Suns last year. Yep, 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 yep. Um, everything Ty says is right. Everything Ty says is right. Now Ty also knows that I've been critical of Zion since Duke. He too fucking. Sorry, I'm sorry. He's too fat. He's too fat. Um, when he first got drafted, and Ty can can cop it, Ty can can validate this. I said he never should have played in summer league. All they should have been doing was sitting him with a nutritionist and saying you got to lose weight, and we're gonna figure out how we can re redistribute body frame. This is a big dude. He is never going to be small. Never. So what you want to do is you want to decrease the body weight mass and turn it into lean muscle. They failed in that. They're still failing, which is why he's again out for three weeks. His body is not built for the athleticism that he has. This dude has David Thompson. If you know who David Thompson is, 
YouTube it. Thompson used to and touch the back of the backboard. He has David Thompson athleticism with we- with West unselled weight. I'm six foot two eighty. I'm round. Zion is um, how tall is he, Ty? Six eight six nine. Six seven. Six seven. He should not be more than if he's at six seven two seventy. That's a lot. He's six seven two eighty. Two ninety. You said oh, it's only ten pounds. Ten pounds is a lot. Trust me. I just had the whole injections in my knees, right? Oh, my God, I feel so much better. I can actually walk up and down stairs. I can't jump anymore. Imagine being his size with my weight trying to jump 12 feet in the air. I'm sorry. Um, How long are you going to stay healthy? Zion plays a part in this, bruh. Put the beignets down. Put the gumbo down. Put the turtle soup down. Stop going to Commander's Palace. Stop going to Willie Mae Scott's Kitchen. The only two restaurants I know because of Gold Belly. Um, by the way, Gold Belly, y'all need to start, um, what's the word? What's the word? With, with, with the PHI. What's the sponsor? Sponsor? Is it sponsor? Is that the right word? PHI, Peril? Anybody. Okay. Go, buddy. Yeah. I need to sponsor this this program. Um, Yanni, uh, uh, Zion, you need to eat salads, bro. You need to push away from the table. Don't pull forward. <laughs> push away. <laughs> Some grilled cheese right? on the salad. Push you away. Lean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying? Push away, bro. At the end of the day, Brandon Ingram too skinny, Zion's too big. Think about that for a minute. If Brandon Ingram could get 30 pounds from Zion, that team would never lose, ever. Brandon Ingram is is Anthony Davis 2.0, right, with better skills. But like Anthony Davis, he can't stay healthy. Zion is Charles Barkley with the next level skill set. Explosiveness. He's Charles Barkley with explosiveness. Charles Barkley could not jump the way Zion does. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This guy is Charles Charles Barkley Barkley with explosive. Yes. And if Charles never would have lasted with the explosiveness of Zion. So So Zion, get a jump shot, bruh. Get a jump shot. If Zion can get a jump shot consistent from 12 to 18 feet, the New Orleans Pelicans can win consecutive championships. That's how good he can be. Uh, Brian, you still there? Do you have anything on uh, basketball, Zion, any of the things we talked about real quick before we get to plugs and closeouts and get out of here today? No, Brian's gone. Okay, Brian's gone. All right, well, TP, I'm going to uh, 
since you're the head chef of, of the bunch, I'm, I'm going to have you close it out last, if that's all right with you. So uh, let's uh, start with Chandler. Chandler, you got any uh, plugs and closeouts today? I honestly don't. I had some. I forgot. All right. <laughs> well, well, I will tell you. I will tell you this for you, perhaps, because I know this is something you mention all the time, man. Listen, if anybody you know is fighting mental health, fighting depression, anything like that, man, uh, call somebody. Like, reach out to a friend. Nine eight eight now is the phone number you can call. But call somebody. There are other people in the world. There are people that are willing to listen. And uh, please, please call somebody before you make rash decisions. And uh, listen, the, the, at, at the end of the day, uh, at, like Ghetto Boy said back in the day, uh, our maker is the only true time taker. So uh, don't don't take time away from yourself, man. Reach out to people and get help when you need it. Okay. Um, that being said, man, shout out to PHI Apparel. Uh, for sponsors, use the code CHEFS at checkout. Uh, Chandler and I will be back again next Thursday for more uh, roundtable and gumbo. And we're going to just kind of see how this goes over the next couple months. We may go more to, like, a baseball-centric show since we already have other shows throughout the week that kind of cover sports in general. But we're just going to kind of see how this flows until we get into baseball season. And and um, and we'll figure it out make sure we got some good things to serve up for you guys, man. Um on Sunday mornings, we usually have the Sunday morning brunch at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, the big homie TP and myself uh, alongside. And then uh, we also have the uh, college cookout on Wednesday nights in the NFL free for all. Uh, barbershop on Clubhouse 215 Strong. Continue to go get to sportscityofchefs.com. And TP, you know how we always do this, man. Uh, appreciate it if you'll close it out for us, man. As they said, stay tuned throughout the week. We got more shows to come. Our oldie but goodie Brian came back around. That may be pretty interesting. If San Francisco loses, I could imagine if he sticks around or if he hightails it to the West Coast. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Five, four, three, two, one.